Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I'm Tom. And we have another bonus episode for you guys. Uh, today's episode is going to be a recap of my experience over this weekend at Rose City Comic Con here in Portland. Uh, the big three of Cobra Kai, well, rather, the Karate Kid made an appearance. Uh, that would be Martin Cove, who we had the uh, amazing opportunity to interview here. Uh, here. Well, I was about to say TV at my brain, but we're now Cobra Kai Companion, uh, slash TV at my brain, I guess, if you want to say that. Uh, and also one William Zapka and Mr. Ralph uh, Macchio. Yeah, uh, you've been looking forward to this for quite some time, sir. Yeah, ever since you got to see Mr. Zapka himself back in May. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, so now we can say that both Tom and Peter have, in a sense, well, you've spoken to him, so we have both sp- spoken to Mr. Zapka. Did, now, did you ever go to his table or anything like that i don't remember you saying no i didn't i uh was trying to go for as many different interviews with as many different people as i could get uh i was also trying to network a little bit for uh future guests on my uh my regular show so i didn't get a chance to go to i i didn't get a chance to do a lot of shopping that weekend I can understand. Uh, I was the complete opposite of what you were doing. Now, generally, when I go to these cons, uh, I make it a point to uh, check out as many booths as I can, any of the uh, the toy sections, and uh, take pictures with all types of cosplayers, because that's just my jam. I enjoy going to those. Now, because of what we do, our coverage here of Cobra Kai, and the fact, you know, again, the big three showing up, I was going to dedicate, like, any time that I have to that specifically. So I, I did a lot of uh, meeting with other fans, you know, anybody that was wearing anything Karate Kid or Cobra Kai related. I tried to introduce myself and take pictures with them. Now, there was a lot. So I couldn't get pictures with everybody, but within reason, I would say, because uh, there were many times when I was in line uh, waiting, you know, whether it was a photo op or an autograph, those were the times I was not going to get out and introduce myself because I don't want to lose my spot. No, absolutely not. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I'm a member of various Facebook groups dedicated to Cobra Kai. You know, and ours is the best, but, you know, I might as well check out the rest of them. <laughs> sure. Uh, and I saw your picture, or at least you, pop up in them time and again. It was really fun. Wait, wait in other groups? Yeah. Really? What? Why aren't you tagging me, Tom? Nobody's tagging me in these other groups. Well, uh, I had a busy weekend, and okay. honestly, I, I kind of expected them to to have uh, tagged you. That, and I, I thought you were on those groups as well, and had uh, I figured you would have seen them. Well, I am in those groups, but um, usually I don't go in and look at those unless I am tagged. And usually that is by you, actually. Um, I know some of our group members are in there as well. The thing is, because those other groups that you're speaking of, Tom, they're so big. They um they have a lot of members. Well, I think one's in like the three thousands, the other one's above a thousand. Uh, which I, I believe one of the admins is actually in our group as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with those big groups is there's a lot of people resharing the same content, you know. And so, like I, I remember early on when I got added to that group, 
like occasionally I would check check out what's being posted. I'm like, well, I, I just saw this earlier, you know, from the, a different person. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I like about our group because it, it is smaller, it's more intimate. I feel intimate setting, and uh, not a lot of things that are being reshared over and over. You know what I mean? So anytime exactly, somebody shares yeah. something, yeah, it's like the first time we've seen it. Um, so I'm gonna have to go check that out. I, I am a little saddened that nobody tagged me in that. Which, by the way, I think it's it's funny. Um, I think I saw somebody share something of ours one time in one of those groups, and I'm like, "Oh, that's funny." Cause, oh, it was a, uh, it was one of the Q and As. You know, uh, they shared a question that I asked that was answered by by Mr. Hurwitz, and I'm thinking, if you saw the interaction, how are you not following us, or why was I not mentioned? You know what I mean? Well, I, I've seen episodes of ours posted with it, it, uh, yeah. various interviews. That's right, and I, and I made sure that. to say, "Hey, Peter, look at this." Yeah, yeah, I have seen those, so I appreciate it when you uh, tag me because it's it's nice to get a little recognition there. And also, um, I did a little bit of research, well, I guess we can call it, over the weekend, just very minor stuff. I was just kind of browsing and perusing online, and I was looking up some stuff about uh, Counselor Blatt. You know, I was trying mm-hmm. to get some screenshots and what have you. Again, that's uh, played by Miss uh Mrs. Erin Bradley-Danger, you know, uh, we did interview her. So while I was doing a little bit of research on her, I found a Reddit thread where somebody actually shared our interview um, because somebody was asking about Allie and Susie, of all people, uh, you know, from the first Karate Kid movie. And this person shares that interview. It's like, you know, hey, uh, uh, Ms. Danger recently was on a podcast and she talks about her backstory at the 58-minute mark. And I was just like... Oh, this is cool. <laughs> I was like, that would you know, blow my mind. Yeah. So, you know, I screenshot that and I sent it over to her. She's like, oh, hey, thanks for sharing, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, that's not the, the wrap up, but I don't know. I guess I was trying to figure out how to segue into uh, my weekend. So I guess I'll just kind of start. I'll say, just jump right into it. Yeah. I- I've been dying to hear about this since Friday, which, funny story for those uh, listeners out there. Peter actually tried getting in touch with me Friday, but I was out of town. Uh, I was actually visiting my co-host, uh, who lives not quite in the middle of nowhere, but just on the outskirts of nowhere. And as a result, his uh, cell phone reception in that area is horrendous. And I felt like such a dink, because I could tell that you were excited. I was trying to get on his Wi-Fi, even, just to try to FaceTime with you. And I could tell that you were super excited, and I just kept cutting out, and I felt like such a dink. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't your fault. It's Jake's fault. We'll just blame him because he's not here hey, to defend himself. you know what? That's a, a good <laughs> philosophy in life. When all else fails, blame Jake. That's it. I think uh, he's come up on our show a few times when we were uh, reviewing episodes, and you know, people named Jake, I, I think. So there's a little bit of shade <laughs> there. But uh, yeah, Thursday night, uh, I just happened to be on the Rose City Comic Con's webpage. Again, just kind of looking at information, uh, just double-checking when the big three were doing signings and photo ops and what have you. Matter of fact, I think I was purchasing my uh, photo op that evening, and I just happened to try to find, like, you know, look at the time that they were going to do their panel, assuming that it was going to be on Saturday, the day I was going. Funny enough, boom, Friday night, their panel. Not only that, at uh, 7 o'clock, at 8 o'clock would be a screening of the Credit Kid movie. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How did I miss this, you know, this entire time? I've been anticipating this visit. And so 
This was late at night, so I couldn't ask the wife. So the next morning, I said, "Hey, um, so I'm going to the con on Saturday, but the panel I really want to want to go to is tonight. Uh, anyway, I can go." And she was like, "Whatever." <laughs> and then I was like, in my mind, I go, "You know what? That's not a no." So I'm just gonna go. And that um, sounds like a yes to me. It, it, again, it's not a no. So, and th- this happened back in 2014 when I was asked to be a best man. I asked if I can go to Las Vegas for a bachelor party. I got the same response. <sighs> Whatever. And again, not a no. So I immediately bought my plane tickets. So that's neither here nor there. I go to work. <laughs> I tell the boss, hey, how are we looking today? I really need to get off at a good time because the panel's tonight. Now, my boss, he was originally going to go with me and he's like, it's tonight? Well, I guess you're staying till 7, aren't you? And, you know, he was just joshing me a little bit. And I was like, uh, at, at least 6.50? Give me some time for travel, uh, which still wouldn't be enough time. But, um, you know, I was just humoring him. But uh, he was like, how did you swing that with the wife? And I told him exactly how it went down. He goes, and you took that as a yes. I go, it is not a no. <laughs> and so they were giving me a hard time that I took that as a yes. Again, neither here nor there. So after work, I get off about... About six o'clock, and I am driving on I eighty four to downtown Portland. It's traffic, right? It's Friday night. This is around six p.m., and luckily I get there about a little after six thirty. I park. I run in there. I go, uh, you know, grab my badge. And now this is where I, I kind of forgot at the top of the show. I, there's a few shout outs I want to give. Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Cobra Kai mom, Mandy, uh, who gave me some amazing gifts uh, earlier oh, on the week. You you did get them. Yeah, I did. I was going to ask. Did. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things I've been very curious about. So I'm surprised you did not notice what I was wearing in my uh, photos, which we'll uh, get to. I but... did see a particular shirt, but I was going to save it for this conversation here. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh, again, Cobra Kai mom, Mandy, she uh, hooked me up. She said that she's going to give me a copy of the Cobra Kai class picture, you know, of everybody in their geese from the tournament uh, with one Sensei Lawrence in the middle. And uh, she got, I think, three of the boys to sign it, uh, including uh, Mr. Owen Morgan. So shout-outs to him who played Bert and was uh, on our show. So she got three signatures, and she said, hey, I'm going to send one to uh, Billy. Can you please give it to him? And I'm like, sure. But, you know, hey, the least I could do if you're giving me a photo. So I had it sent to work. Uh, For those that don't know, I'm in the middle of a big move, Uh, you know, moved about 40 minutes away. So I asked her to send it to my work because I know I'll be there. And I didn't want it to get lost in the shuffle of being forwarded or sent to my, you know, old house, what have you. And so we figure out the day that it's supposed to show up and I'm tracking it. And then all of a sudden, well, I tell my supervisor, I said, hey, it should be coming this morning, but I haven't checked tracking. He's like, well, check the tracking. And then we see that it was scanned undeliverable about mm-hmm. an hour previously. Now, here's the thing. For those that don't know, I work, I'm a mailman. So I work at the post office. I deliver mail. And my station has a P.O. box area. The clerk's they intercepted my package and noticed there was no P.O. box and scanned it undeliverable because they thought I was a P.O. box holder. <laughs> ah, gotcha. The clerks and the mail carriers, we don't we don't really work side by side or anything like that. So there was a disconnect. Um, and most of them don't even know my last name. Some of them probably don't even know my first name, to be honest with you. And so my manager is like, this is hilarious. And so he goes, hopefully 
they haven't sent it off yet, you know, for undeliverable. So we track it down, we find it, it's a priority box. So he's like, is this it? You know, teasing me a little bit. I was like, give it, you know, <laughs> snatch it out of his hands. Like, what are you doing? It's mine. So we open it and I'm like, man, it's a little heavy for two pictures. And I was like, well, I, th- I think his is probably framed or something. So I open it up. There's a hoodie. There's a hoodie for me that I think we've seen in some footage or some photos that might've been shared in our group. Um, basically it has my first name, Peter, on my left breast, right on the front. And on the back is the Miyagi-Do Bonsai logo. And then it says versus a Cobra Kai logo. I didn't get a hoodie. <laughs> well, it, uh, I, I think we <laughs> met them after, you know, after your con and stuff like that. But it, it was pretty awesome. My mind was blown. On the backside, Tom, right beneath those two logos, it had our contact information on Twitter, at uh, Podstalgic. Oh, and my also, God, that's amazing. Yeah, it says um, at Cobra Kai Pod, at Podstalgic, and then for uh, Instagram, at Cobra Kai Podcast. So she had like three different contacts for people to check out. Oh, that is awesome. Isn't it? And yeah. not only that, the shirt that you mentioned, she sent me the updated All-Valley Tournament style t-shirt. Wow. Yeah, again, mine was blown, and then like a little package for uh, for Mr. Zapka uh, right inside inside the box and, and then obviously my photo so uh, it was just an awesome gift my mind was blown I was on such a high I actually posted it in the group and I'm surprised you didn't see it um, I, I, I was busy all weekend yep I, it, again, it was one of I those weekends yeah yeah so pretty amazing stuff uh, every you know at least the ones that have seen Cobra Kai in, in my station they were all kind of like hey man that's some pretty cool stuff um, the funny thing is and it's completely okay but uh, Mandy she wrote I, I hope this fits you Th- they were both extra larges I'm a medium <laughs> hey you know but what hey. I, I would I would still wear the heck out of that I don't think anybody was noticing that it was uh, large on me they were more so focused on what was on the front and the back yeah no kidding yeah, so I am so thankful that she sent that to me because behind uh, or inside baseball, I think is the expression. I ordered myself a Johnny Lawrence red jacket. I from was the first wondering movie. about that. Yeah, I noticed that that was not in the pictures. Never came. Oh. It never came. It was supposed to come last Tuesday, right? We're recording this uh, Sunday evening, the end of the con, uh, or the night of the the last day of the con, and. I guess at some point, UPS, uh, the brown trucks, I'm going to throw a little shade there uh, just because they're competitors. You know, I, I, I could do that. They uh, apparently they missed a train of some sort, and I believe that delays their packages by quite a bit. And the funny thing is, it actually arrived in Portland on Friday. Oh, it watch, arrived you're going to get it tomorrow. What, it probably will come tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I even called them. I was like, look, I've been tracking my package. And I was like, can, can I just go pick it up? I, I don't need it delivered. They go, I'm sorry. It's not a place where you can't go pick up. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, I need this like today. And so I couldn't get it. Uh, but again, luckily enough, I had the, the t-shirt to wear, the hoodie to wear. Um, but again, since I wasn't uh, planning to go to the panel Friday night because I didn't know it was Friday night. I got off work. My, you know, I hadn't cut my hair yet because I was planning to do that. I hadn't trimmed my beard, you know, my uh, one month o'clock beard, you know, because I have a hard time growing one. So I had that going on. <laughs> that I hadn't shaven. So after I got off work, I didn't have time to shower. So I just changed out clothes real quick. So you can imagine how 
you know, dried, you know, dried up sweat underneath my clean clothes. So anyway, all this, you know, was worth it to go to what I was going to. And and real quick, I got to say, I'm really surprised that they had a panel like that on Friday because most cons have the big panels on either Saturday or maybe Sunday when the foot traffic is going to be the, the heaviest. So You know what? I, I thought that very same thing. I don't know who was behind it, but I feel they may not have seen Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? I, I think they were more promoting this as like the Karate Kid trio. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's... I that's the way that's the impression I got from the lack of promotion um leading up to it you know because these events they have like sponsored postings right on Instagram mm-hmm. and yeah. Twitter I saw very little of it promoting Karate Kid or let alone Cobra Kai a lot of it was Evangeline Lilly who's you know the wasp she was here David Tennant was the biggest draw Doctor Who fans uh Val Kilmer was here I, I guess promoting Maverick, the sequel to Top Gun. I mean, you know, I I I loved them in Tombstone and Real Genius and and all of that. But the hot thing, aside from Doctor Who, again, I don't want to take away from those fans. But Cobra Kai is hot right now, right? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, so I think that's why it was on a Friday night because I was I was bummed out, you know, because I felt that it would have been uh, much. Uh, a, a much uh, bigger turnout for the panel, but it was still a very sizable turnout. You know, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say maybe a modest 200 people were in there, and it was a big room. You know, I've never been in a panel that or uh, a room that size. Oh, well, uh, I lied. The last panel I was in that was that or the, a room that big was Stan Lee. You know, and this had uh, three big screens behind them as well, behind the stage. Gotcha. So I I show up. I am walking around. I'm I'm literally not quite sprinting, but I'm power walking, right? I'm trying to cover every corner. I couldn't find them. And guess what? It happens to be in the fur, you know, the last corner I look, the furthest away from the entrance. So I walk up. I see Mr. Cove at his table, and there's there's no line, right? Because they're getting ready to to wrap up to go to the panel, right? I'm, by this time it's about 6:45 and panels at 7. I look in the middle, Mr. Zapka's table, nobody there. You're kidding me. And I'm like, I go, uh-oh. And then I look to the third table, Ralph Macchio, got about 20 people in line. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what is going on here? So I kind of walk over to Mr. Cove's area. I don't quite get close to him just yet. And then another young lady comes up and she's like, did you want to see uh, William Zapka, Zapka too? I go, yeah, wh- where is he? Did he cancel? And she's like, oh, he just stepped out for you know a quick break. I go, oh, whew. you know. So I was like, okay, so he's here. And so I look at this other young lady who's working with Mr. Cove, and I kind of like point at him. I go, any way I can say hello or, you know, I just want to introduce myself. Um, I interviewed him, you know, like a month and a half ago on my show. I just, I just like to say hello. And she's like, oh, l- let me ask him. So, you know, she asks him and they signal me over. So I walk up to Mr. Cove. I go, hi, Mr. Cove. Uh, my name is Peter. Uh, I'm, you know, the host of what was TV Ate My Brain. And now we, we started this new feed for, uh, for Cobra Kai. But you came on our show and uh, you spoke to us. And your uh, business partner, Logan, was on the call. And he's like, oh, right. It was over the phone. And I'm like, that's right. It was over the phone. And I'm like, yeah, he remembered. Unless 
he's just kind of picking up cues from my conversation mm. here. <laughs> but I, just, I like to think that he remembered. And I go, you, you recorded our you know, your intro in character. You know, we appreciate that. I just want to say thank you. He's like, well, great. You know, he shook my hand and I go, and you guys sent us a sample of your cream too. And, and we both love it. So thank you. Thanks again. He's like, oh, so are, are you going to the panel? I go, yeah, yeah, I'll be at the panel. Um, I, I didn't plan on coming today, but uh, because I thought it was tomorrow night, but I, I found out it was today. I had to come, but I'm planning to see all of you three tomorrow for a picture and autographs. And he goes, well, great. Yeah, well, so we'll see you later. So I shook his hand one more time, and then I walked off. And then I walked over to the next side. We're still waiting for Billy Zapka. Now, I don't go wait in line. I'm not at the table because I'm not getting the, like an autograph or anything, right? So I just, yeah. uh, so I, I basically stood where the, um, the end of the line would be, I guess, you know, just right outside of the waiting. Um, so I'm standing there and I just start looking around. I turn my head. There's Billy Zapka with a baseball cap on, wearing a backpack. He's walking towards me. I'm like, oh shit. It's Billy Zapka. <laughs> That's my first reaction. Legit. I was just like, oh shit, you know? And I look at the young lady and I was like, can I, can I go say hello? She goes, wait, wait for him to come back to the table. I go, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, you know? So he actually walks by me, saw me standing there. He stops, he turns around and he smiles. Man, that's a, that's a good looking smile. I got to tell you. So he smiles at me. Did, did like, you swoon? I Just a little bit. I almost fainted. I'm not going to lie. So... He looks at me and he points over to his table. He's like, "Oh, d- did you want to get something?" And I go, "Um, actually, I I'm definitely gonna get stuff tomorrow. Um, I'm actually here to give you a gift." And he's like, "Oh." So he walks towards me, and I go, "Um, so I I host a podcast where I cover Cobra Kai and I've interviewed cast members and." Uh, you know, we got this uh, great group page. We got a bunch of Cobra Kai moms whose boys were on the show. And I'm just running off my mouth. I'm not really giving him a time to be like, oh, cool, you know, or anything like that. And I'm just like, look, I'm I'm just here to give you this gift. Uh, and, you know, I just want to run over and get in line for the panel. And I plan on seeing all of you guys tomorrow. And he goes, oh, great. So I hand him the, the you know, the package. He takes it and he goes well you know tell her uh package received i go all right cool you know and i I didn't know what else to say i go all right well i'll see you tomorrow so i hightail and i try to go find the panel uh and i find it there's no line because they already opened up the doors Mm -hmm. i walk in and i'm like oh great so we'll you know it looks like i can find some seats and i sat which is uh i sat in the vip area and then i got asked to move <laughs> so sounds familiar too bad. Yeah. yeah yeah i made yeah. that mistake yeah i mean i'm sorry i completely missed a sign that said vip but hey uh so i i go to just to the right of it got a good spot and long story short once they started um closing up the doors and the moderator moderator came out to you know say hey you know in a few more minutes we're going to bring them um, bring them out at that point the other people that were kind of working the room they started shooing everybody into the center so i actually ended up getting like a pretty cool seat after you know being shooed away from the vip so i sat down and i got you know got to watch the big 3 come in everyone's hooting and hollering cheering for them and it was just, I just, I don't know how to put it into words. It was amazing. Also, I felt that Ralph and Billy, they were very much not in character, but they were playing up that that character like rivalry. rivalry. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they were playing that up 
to the audience, and we were eating it up. Um, they they covered everything from like the music video of Sweep the Leg to Karate Kid to Cobra Kai. Uh, Forty five minutes uh, they were up there, and it was everything you can imagine. Um, a lot of jokes, a lot of uh, ribbing each other, you know, stuff like that. It was it was a lot of fun. That sounds sounds like uh, you had a heck of a first day. I really did. And then, you know, kind of what you were saying earlier, immediately after that, I tried calling you <laughs> to, to, to talk about that. You know, that I got to shake hands with uh, Billy Zapka and Martin Cove at that, uh, that, that evening. So day two, I wake up and, uh, you know, I, I get ready. I go back to work. I'm not working that day, right? Because I got the, I got the con. I go back to work. Is my package here? <laughs> so, <laughs> so me and my supervisor. He, I don't knows. know why, but you just reminded me of the "I want my two dollars" kid. Yes, from uh, Better Off Dead, which yes. we reviewed. Uh, also interviewed uh, Diane Franklin. Shamelessly pu- plugging that. <laughs> y- yeah. So my supervisor, he knew what's going on. I felt bad because I thought that they were going to get a replacement for me, but it looks like they ended up splitting up the route I was supposed to do into sections for other people to carry my slack. So mm. if any of my coworkers are listening, thank you guys. You <laughs> owe them a beer, sir. Oh yeah. And then some, um, so me and my supervisor were going through, uh, all the packages for the route that delivers to the station, which is the route that I do. Nothing from UPS. We looked around different hampers for like undeliverable. Couldn't find anything. And I'm just like, you know what? I got a cool t-shirt I haven't worn yet. And I got this cool hoodie. Oh, by the way, during the panel, when I got moved over out of VIP, I sat in front of, um, I think it's a mother and her two daughters. Mm-hmm. And I sat down in front of them. And then all of a sudden, I heard some giggling. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Am, am I am I blocking your view? And the, the young lady behind me, um, you know, I didn't get a name or anything like that. But I don't know, probably early to mid-20s. She was just like, oh, no, um, I was just trying to check out your your, your hoodie. I was like, oh, well, well, here, let me do this. And I just kind of leaned forward and like lifted up the back so she can see it better. And she's like, oh, that is so awesome. I go, thanks. Um, <clears throat> I do a podcast. And one of the moms whose boy <laughs> was on the show. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's in my group. And she sent it to me. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. And she was telling me how she's in Taekwondo, how she loves Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. And we just talked about that in the podcast a little bit, you know, so um uh, again, Mandy, your hoodie got me a lot of attention that night. I'm not going to lie. You know, I heard people like in passing, like, I, you know, I'm, I was walking pretty briskly and I hear people like, hey, check that out. Or, hey, look, it's a bonsai tree, you know, things like that. So it was definitely catching a lot of eyes. Um, so day two, I show up to the con, as you can imagine, busier than all get out, right? The, the, the lines are wrapping around all types of ways, snaking around and whatever. I get in just fine. Uh, with you know, because I had gone the previous day, so I already had my badge, and so the registration line, I guess I should have said, was the one that was taking forever. Mm-hmm. So I go in there. I remember where their tables are, and I just kind of walk over, and they got these lines, and I'm just smiling. I'm like, I'm not gonna wait. I mean, I'm getting an autograph until I mean after I get my picture done, right? So I'm just standing there. I'm by myself, right? So I don't know what else to do. So I'm just, I'm just over there, you know, watching people get their autographs, and I was kind of like low-key hoping that one of them would look over at me, specifically Billy, after giving him the package the previous night. You know, I was hoping that he'd see me and wave, and I'm thinking, oh, you know what? I got a haircut. Maybe they 
they won't recognize me from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I cut my hair and I, you know, shave off my beard and stuff just to look a little bit more clean. That's funny. I actually shaved off my beard this weekend too. Yeah, you know, it it, it felt like a good weekend for yeah, it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So n- now I'm wearing an extra large uh, medium shirt that says like All Valley Tournament. 50th anniversary, wearing this extra large hoodie, awesome hoodie, getting a lot of eyes. People are checking it out. There was a lot of people wearing, you know, the Karate Kid uh, headband, uh, geese, Miyagi t-shirts, Karate Kid t-shirts, a lot of Cobra Kai Mm t-shirts. So, again, if I wasn't waiting in line, I was introducing myself and uh, getting pictures. And any any chance I got, I talk about the podcast, specifically when people ask me about the, uh, the hoodie. Yeah. You know, because the contact information is right there on the back. And I met a lot of amazing people, too, that seem very genuinely, like, interested in checking us out. Uh, so, I, you know, shout outs to any anybody that I met over the weekend that is listening to this. One of my uh, favorites is uh, this this guy I met. He traveled from uh, from Washington State, just right above me, him and a lady friend of his. Uh, it, it seemed like every line I got in, they were just a couple people away from me. So, and at one point when we were waiting for photo ops, the the professional photos, I was seeing so many people. Clearly, we were in the Cobra Kai slash Karate Kid line, right? So mm-hmm. there's everybody with all type of you know clothing on that are Cobra Kai related. So I asked the lady friend, I was like, "Do you mind taking a picture for us?" No offense to uh, to John, you know the guy that I met. Um, you know he was busy like getting pictures with other people too. So not because I, I was you know like, "Oh, I'm going to ask your lady friend" or anything like that. I'm just trying to clear myself up. But I asked her like three times at that point and then the fourth time when I asked she, she, I was like I, I'm totally sorry I keep asking you and she's like no no it's cool like I feel we're like BFFs now <laughs> so again I made some friends over the weekend uh, you know this this show has brought a lot of people together so we we wait and then the big three kind of they, they go through the back way right so now they're letting everyone in through the pictures and they are hustling us through and I'm like oh man because you know I've never I've I've gotten maybe one professional picture and that was with um Steven Yeun who played Glenn from The Walking Dead okay I, I, yeah that, he's the only other professional picture I've gotten and when I got in there we weren't like rushed like I got in I got to talk to him briefly and then we took a, took a nice picture right with this one it was very much throw your stuff on the ground everybody smile you know and then be uh go that's it like i was hoping to like talk to them a little bit but it was a very long line right i get my my photo i'm happy i shook all their hands and then i go back to the waiting area where you know their booths are mm-hmm. and it says I, th- I think they were supposed to be back at like one one thirty. now i go over to uh you know martin cove's booth because there's no lines currently and Rather, nobody waiting in line, except for this uh, one one lady who, you know, she was, I don't want to put an age on it, but she was up there, right? And I'm like, oh, do you, what, what do you know him from? And she's like, well, you know, I know him from the Karate Kid movies, and uh, but I, I really liked him in Lagney and Casey, or what is it called? Cagney and Lacey. That's the one. Yeah, I never watched it. But I was like, that's right. He was on that show. And so, you know, that could probably give you an idea of how old she was, right? So she's a little bit older. Yeah, I and, barely um, remember that show. I just remember it had a catchy theme song. Okay, I, I believe that's you. That's all uh, you really remember. I may have to check that out. But uh, so I start talking to her about Cobra Kai and why she she should watch it. And by the end of our converse, conversation, I think I convinced her to do so. 
Yeah, I, 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 I'd like to think of us as boosters. I mean, I've definitely gotten several people to give it a chance. Yeah, well, speaking of that, Tom, you're not going to believe like how many people I've spoken to that actually still had not yet watched Cobra Kai. Um, I mentioned to you on the phone that I was going to save some of the details, but there was one young lady that I ran into. I think her name was Emma, and uh, she was like decked out in like Daniel LaRusso stuff, right? And I asked her if she saw Cobra Kai because I was about to plug the podcast, and she said no, and she was very scared to see how Daniel's character was written. And I can understand that, you know, knowing that it's Johnny's story, is you know, it's his vehicle. I can, you know, I can understand where she's coming from. But I, I think I really sold her on checking out at least the first two episodes because they're free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and honestly, I mean, the great thing about this show is that it's not just from Johnny's point of view. You, you get to see it from all sides, unlike the original Karate Kid, where it was just simply through Daniel's eyes. Right. So, you know, she, she, we shook on it and she said that she would check out the first two episodes and, and I got a picture with her as well. Uh, so a very friendly young woman. And, you know, again, like you said, we, uh, we're kind of like boosters, right? We're trying to get everybody to watch the show. Now that leads me into another story. Uh, this wasn't at the Martin Cove booth, but I'll go ahead and tell it now. Uh, John and I, the, the, the friend that I made, we were over at Billy Zapka's table and we were looking at all the pictures that were available. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh man, you know, I hadn't seen this one before. And, and, um, there was one with like, you know, the Cobra Kai logo behind Sensei Lawrence, you know, from the Cobra Kai show. And I was like, oh man, that's a cool rattlesnake. Now, some other guy that just happened to be there with us, he goes, oh no, it's, it's a Cobra. I go, right, right. Cobra K. And he was just like. <laughs> It no, I I right. It's but but it's not a rattlesnake. It's a cobra. And then I go, did did you not watch Cobra Kai? And then he goes, <laughs> No, I, I I haven't. I go, Okay, because I was totally quoting a scene from Cobra Kai where somebody says it's a rattlesnake, and I I explained like the entire st- uh, scene, and it didn't sound funny to him, and he kind of just walked off. <laughs> so I don't think the story like made him walk off. I think he was just like done there, but. He didn't seem amused. I'm just like, jeez. That, okay, that guy well, needs some that's in his life. one person that we couldn't sell the show to. Sorry, Horowitz. Yeah, you, you know what? Again, I don't think it was the joke, but it just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was, that's one of my favorite jokes from the show. And so I thought that he would have thought that was funny, but whatever. It's fine. Um, I tried. You swing and you miss sometimes. Fair enough. So the the woman that I was speaking to, we had just wrapped up our conversation, but you know we weren't completely done, but we were wrapping it up. All of a sudden, Martin Cove comes in through the curtains, sits down, gets ready, and both the woman and I, we stop and we just kind of like look at him because we're like, "Where do you come from?" <laughs> you know, like he he just casually just sits down, and we're just like, "Oh, well, I I, I guess I guess we just start lining up." And she goes, "Well, you were here first to so go, ladies first. and she's like, "Well, well, thank you." So luckily, I did because. She gets up there, starts talking to him, and he's asking her if she watched Cobra Kai, you know, season two. He's uh, he's going to have a bigger role. And she goes, no, no, but this young man over here has been telling me about it. I'm definitely going to check it out. And he looks over. He goes, ah, ah you, you know, just that. I, I think a knowing nod to like, oh, I remember you from last yeah. night. Kind of, At least I hope so. Or maybe he's like, ah, oh, I just got a picture with you. That could be it too. Um, but yeah, she starts like, 
you know, uh, talking to him about things. And again, he brings up Cobra Kai. He's like, right, right. That's what he was just saying. And, you know, I'm just kind of blushing because it's like, I, I feel like a dork, right? Because I just... <laughs> well, let's I've face been... it. We are pretty much dorks for this show. We we what, are. Uh, let's own it, that's... man. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it might be a little bit more than a dork, but uh, I was trying to find a word. But I just can't think of one right now. Um, so... I go up, you know, it's my turn. I was second in line. I go up, I introduce myself again, and we, um, and just to kind of like get right into it, I go, you know, I still tell people like the little story that you shared on our show about playing tennis with uh, Sean Connery. And he just, he chuckles and he just looks down. He takes a moment. And he's like, you know, what? I, I don't remember if I said the words that he said, but I tell you. That those are some things I just can't repeat. <laughs> and we just started chuckling again. And I was just like, you had a lot of great stories, you know, and I, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on. You know, we've, we've got a lot of uh, feedback about your episode. A lot of people enjoyed it. And he's like, well, thank you, you know. And, and then we looked at uh, the pictures available and I picked, you know, one from the first movie. Uh, he signed it. And so, you know, my interaction was pretty brief, but, you know, um, I, I think uh, it, it was... It was still very, very nice. You know, Absolutely, he was wonderful yeah. to yeah speak to. He didn't try to rush me because uh, you know the line was starting to build up because you know people are like, oh hey, w- one of the the people are back, you mm-hmm. know, from the photo op. So yeah, people were starting to line up, and I wanted it to be respectful. And I go, hey, you know, thanks again for the time. Uh, can't wait to, to see you in season two. You know, shook hands again, and I walked off. Very cool. And then uh, I go get in line for uh, Billy Zapka, who was not back yet. They're supposed to be back at one thirty. We're looking at two o five now, <laughs> and so you know, people are like, "Man, where are they?" I go, "You know what?" And I was telling you know my my new BFF John here. I was like, "You know what? I that that shows how popular these guys are because they they thought they'd be back by one thirty, and clearly there's enough people who want pictures with them that they're not even back yet. And then so we're we're all standing there lined up. Now Ralph, Ralph Macchio shows up at his booth. You know, everyone's cheering. Hey, you know, I get in in the cheering. We're applauding really loud. Hey, you know, and and all this. And then we're like, "Where's Billy, man? We're waiting for Billy right now." And then um, it's funny because John's all like, he shouts over to Ralph Macho. He's like, "Hey, did you leave him bloody outside?" And like before Ralph could say anything, Billy sticks his head through like his curtains, you know, <laughs> on his side of the booth, and he's like, so, "Somebody call for me." And then Martin Cove's like, what were you guys doing? Fighting outside? You know, something like that. So it was it was pretty funny uh, entrance, uh, I would say. And, and, you know, real quick, I was actually really curious to see what kind of reception that Ralph Macchio was going to get since the roles or at least the perception has been reversed where because this is Johnny's show, you have people who are very, very firmly in, you know, his uh, his trench who are rooting against Daniel. So it's it's kind of nice to see that people are still cheering Macho. Oh, oh, absolutely they are. Uh, so, yeah, Billy gets down and he starts, you know, autographing, taking pictures. And, you know, I had the Cobra Kai class picture. And also I wanted to get something from the, the first movie as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also a selfie with them. And so by the time I get to him, you know, I don't think he kind of recognizes me off the bat. But, uh, you know, I just said, hey, I hope you like that gift I gave you yesterday. He goes, oh, yeah, right. Uh, you do the podcast. And I go, yes, um, right, Cobra Kai Companion. He goes, you, you mentioned interviews. Who, who have you gotten? 
And that question threw me off. I was like, oh, uh, um, uh, well, uh, uh, Martin Cove. Uh, we got Martin Cove. Uh, we've also uh, interviewed uh, Voss Sanchez, the convenience store clerk. And I go, oh, uh, Joe Su, um, he was our first. He, he told me that he told you it was an honor to get the first kick from you. He goes, right, right, yeah, the first kick after 30 years. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we had a laugh about that. And he goes, um, you know, how about this? Give me your information. I'll pass it on to my manager, and we'll we'll see what we can do. No, I swear to God, he hands do not me... toy with my emotions, sir. Would I do that? I would hope not. <laughs> All right, so he asks for my information and hands me a post-it pad. Right, so wow. I'm scrambling for a pen. Luckily, I have a pen, and um. I scribble down my first name. I'm like, I, I apologize. I, I'm trying to go as fast as I can. I, I know you got this line. He's like, look, take your time. Here, step into my dojo. Let's get this. Let's get this picture. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. So we go behind his table. We we take a picture, uh, which you know, if you're in in the group or Instagram or face uh, Twitter, I, I posted all of those. That one I did see. Yes. So I step into his dojo. You know, uh, we we take the photo together. He, I get the two autographs from him, and then I step to the side, and I f- uh, put on the post-it my full name, uh, the link to our Podbean account, which in hindsight, I'm like, why did I do that? Because all the episodes aren't up yet. So if they go on there, it's going to look like we just started. you know. Mm-hmm. So I try to explain, like, hey, you know, we get, we're get we trying to transfer everything over to our exclusive feed, which I did tell him that as well. Um, and also, I gave him our email account to the Cobra Kai. And so I gave it to him. He goes, you know, I'll... Uh, he goes, hey, how many listeners you got? And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I don't really see the numbers because it's on TV at my brain and, and it's a different hosting. And he, he was like, y- I think he thought I was getting nervous that I didn't want to say how many numbers, but I legitimately don't know. Mm. He's like, look, look, I, I, I'm willing to help out the underdogs. And I'm like, hey, I, I appreciate that. And so I handed him the slip and... He goes, look, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. You know, I appreciate what, what you're doing out there. Keep up the good work. And I was like, thank you. You know, I just gave him this really sincere look. Just, you know, weights lifted off my shoulder. Just just taking that in. Thank you. I, I really yeah, appreciate that. that is amazing. Yeah. So I'm I'm completely on like some sort of high, right? So I back out of his line and I walk over to the next side. I'm like, oh, wow, the line gotten really short. So I'm standing there. Right, and then these two uh, ladies that were right after me in the Billy Zapka booth, they they come over to Ralph Macchio and they go, "Oh, are you waiting for Ralph?" I go, "Oh yeah, I'm waiting, uh, waiting for them." So they get in line, and then like somebody was asking them something, and they go, "Oh yeah, we're VIPs." And then I go, I start looking around, I go, "Oh no, I was in the VIP line." Oh. So I look to the right of me, and the the end of the line is back there, right? You know how people are waiting in long lines and go, "Nope, back there, bud." Mm-hmm. So. I walk back there. Guess who's back there? My buddy, John. He's like, oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, man, I was wondering why I didn't see you up front. I didn't realize I was in the wrong line this whole time. So now I've lost about maybe three or four, you know, people's worth of waiting, uh, which is fine. But that reminds me of my story at the convention that I went to, literally to go to the William Zapka panel. I'm sitting right by the door they hadn't opened it up yet and i literally posted something online and sent it the same picture to you boasting that i'm the first one in line yes <laughs> i'm a dedicated fan i'm gonna be the first one in 
And then again, my co-host Jake just happens to walk by. He's like, what, 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 are, you, what are you doing, Tom? I'm like, I'm the first one in line for the William Zapka panel. He's like, uh, yeah, wrong door. It's about over there. <laughs> and then there's this huge line. It's like, oh, oh, I'm a dunce. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I could have been the same way, you know, if I had gotten off work early enough and, you know, planned to go that Friday evening. But, you know, I, again, it was a big enough room. I still got great seats. But uh, so I'm in the back of, you know, Mr. Machio's line there. And then like some of the friends I had made and taken pictures with are all coming through from the Zapka line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this father and daughter, the daughter dressed up in a gi, you know, the father, he's got this, you know, big old grin and he's extremely happy. We make eye contact and we just give each other a high five. We we know what's up, mm-hmm. right? So I get all the way up to Mr. Macho's line, and I'm just like, what do I say, right? What, what do I say when I get up there? So it's my turn. I get up there. I go, you know, um, I once interviewed Gabriel Jarrett, who was uh, in the third movie with you, and he did the, um, you punched his nose, and uh, he's like, oh, right, right. And I go... Well, according to him, he was sick as a dog on on that set, <laughs> and you were no, you know you were incredibly nice to him and and all of that. He's like, you know what, you you guys just know so many things that we don't even know. And and I'm thinking like, well, this is behind the scenes stuff. Like this is stuff that he told me personally. You know, it's not like a tidbit from yeah. the movie. You know. And then I go, and not only that, I also interviewed who's now Sensei uh, William Christopher Ford, who played Dennis uh, of the Cobra Kai in part three. He credits you for giving him a line in the movie because he actually had no line. And apparently the scene where you guys are fighting in the bonsai store, you're supposed to shove him first. But you told the director, Mr. Avildsen, can you give him a line so that, you know, and shove me so I can shove him back? You know, so he had input on that, right? Because, right, why would Daniel provoke it first? Because yeah. that's not him, right? So he was just, just again, he's just receptive to that, like, hey, that's that that's uh, that's awesome, you know. And then, so somebody gets a little nosy. Mister Zapka sticks his head over. Say, hey, <laughs> hey, that guy's got a podcast about Cobra Kai. Ask him about it. And, and then he looks at me. He's like, Mister Mister, uh, maybe, maybe we can get Mister Machio on it. <laughs> and then. You know, he was pronouncing it incorrectly on purpose. I, I don't know if I caught that. But so Mr. Machio looks over and he's like, hey, 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 get back to your side. So they're just, they're having a good time with this. And, you know, I'm kind of caught in the middle here. And then he goes, tell me about your podcast. And I go, well, it's an exclusive podcast for Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid universe. So, you know, we've reviewed the Karate Kid movies. We've gotten interviews with 13 cast members. And we're working on trying to get it onto this new feed that's specifically for Cobra Kai. He goes, why don't you write down on the, uh, your information? I'll do check it out. Do not play with me, sir. Would I do that, Tom? I hope not. <laughs> so he gives me the uh, another post-it pad here. And he goes, here, why don't you step to the side? You know, because I already got my picture with him and autographs and stuff. Again, I wrote down my, my full name. I give him the, the feed and I give him the, the email. But, uh, but I did not specify that this particular feed that I just handed him is kind of still new. So, I, again, I hope he doesn't check it out. It's like, wait a minute, this guy lied to me. But he was like, you know, just, just write it down because I don't know if I'll remember any of this in five minutes. Uh, but but I'll, I'll check it out. And I was just like, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And as, before I walked off, he kind of made eye contact with me one more time. And he was like, hey, 
thank you for what you guys are doing. You guys are the reason that there's a season two. Wow. Yeah. And I know he, you and not me, me personally, or, just no, us? no. I, I mean, that's I, a lot the, of pressure I, now. <laughs> no, I, I knew what he meant. Yeah. The fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it was a more of a special nod. The fact that we're doing that as well. Mm-hmm. But I know he meant generally as the fans, you know, for people like us, that's why there's a season two. That is awesome. That is, I am speechless, sir. That is awesome. I gave Mr. Zapka and Mr. Macho our contact information. So what they do with it, hey, that's up to them. Um, I just appreciate the time that I got to spend with them. And, the, you know, I didn't feel rushed going through their lines. They they heard me out. They weren't trying to cut me off at any point. They had me say what I wanted to say, plug the podcast, and let's just cross our fingers. Well, you know, you know it, it just goes to... You know, support and substantiate everything that we've heard about the way that these guys are. Uh, very down to earth, very humble. They don't go showboating or big time in people. They're just regular guys that take the time to really, you know, show appreciation for their fans. And I, I think that's an awesome. You know, I, I hate to keep using the same word again, but it is awesome. It, it really is. And I completely see, I didn't take notes and I didn't have the time because I wanted to make sure that I was going to hit every single detail. Mm-hmm. Two other things that I forgot to mention that I talked to Mr. Machio, uh, Machio about. Uh, I did ask him if he got to visit by, uh, visit any nice restaurants in town. He goes, I haven't, but I've had a lot of coffee. You know, he's like, he, he, I forgot the, the place that he mentioned, but he's been enjoying some of the coffee in town. Um, so that was cool of him to say. And also, when we got our picture taken together at his booth, you know, there was about two or three that were taken. And the guy was like, hey, you guys make sure you guys look good, whatever, you know, we could do more. So I show him, I go, yeah, I think that's good. He goes, you look great. I go, you look great. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. That was extremely nice of him to say. You know, I'm sure he says that to all the podcasters that come around. (laughs) 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 So that, that was pretty awesome. I just... Yeah. Uh, again, I feel like I tried calling you immediately after that. I probably couldn't get a hold of you. But yeah, um, again, I feel like just amazing. Feel like such adult. So I do apologize, man. Hey, I'm sharing it with you right now, and I'm sure there were details you weren't gonna get right then and there. Mm-hmm. It's just I was there by myself, and I had no one to geek out with. You know? Oh, I have been there. Yeah, I, I can definitely uh, sympathize with that one. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I kind of did some walking around after that. Um, I didn't meet any new, new, like, or more new Cobra Kai fans. I just kind of kept to myself and just kept on looking at my pictures and stuff like that. And I went back to the car, looked through my pictures again. I posted them in our group page. Everybody's so happy for me, Tom. Everyone's like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And yeah, I'm happy it, for it's you. Just, Oh, I appreciate that, you know, and, you know, we put a lot of hard work into this show, and who would have known, you know, well, we didn't know that you would eventually see Mr. Zepka at a panel in Motor City. I didn't think I'd ever meet them, let alone tell them about my podcast, you know, on the show. That is stupendous. See? It really is. See, I know other words besides awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah it, that that's fantastic you know and i i got to see i know words too um <laughs> i i think the other thing i thought was really cool was being able to walk around with the hoodie and a lot of people pointed it out hey man that's that's an awesome hoodie hey that's so sick you know what you get that so uh it got a lot of attention so red jacket or not 
people were asking about it. Some people were taking the picture of my contact information on the back. So I've gotten, I would say, uh, three three people that I've in, um, that I've interacted with have followed us in uh, on Instagram. Well, I least. noticed that our Facebook membership went, you know, uh, consistently high this weekend. It really did. You know what? I, I think it's all from the social media as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I Again, I posted all these pictures on Instagram and Twitter. Got a lot of new followers there. But also, um, we finally broke 100 today in terms of like uh, members in our group mm-hmm. page. And as I was posting that, I think we still got like three or four more after that too. Yeah, so uh, things are looking rosy over at uh, the old Cobra Kai Companion. I just want to say thank you to everyone. Yeah, thank you everybody for your support. Now, here's another cool uh, piece of uh, tidbit here. Uh, you may not have seen this picture, but do you remember a picture of me and a young lady wearing a red Johnny Lawrence jacket? Yes, I do. Do you recognize her from anything? She did look familiar. She went to Steel City Comic Con. Okay. Our buddy Josh from Cobra Kai Network got a picture of her holding his Instagram uh, poster thing with her inside the pic- uh, you know, the poster. Oh, awesome. So now we have a connection. So I'm connected to this young woman who I, I still need to introduce myself, uh, who has met Josh as well. Sounds like uh, you had a very, very productive experience, sir. To say the least. Yeah. You know, I've interacted with so many people on Twitter, uh, new uh, other podcasters that are just, um, you know, catching whiff of our show because, you know, people are retweeting it. Uh, things of that nature, but yeah, a lot of new interactions. Uh, yeah, I I would say about at least ten, ten or twelve new members in our group ever since uh, yesterday. You know, the the day I went to the con. Um, so that was the historic night in my life of September eighth, twenty eighteen. <laughs> Do you know what the capper was that night? Um. You finally got permission from your wife to go see the panel on Friday. <laughs> no, because well, no, no, that particular night, the the night of the con. Well, yeah, that yeah, I she went. finally gave up and said, "Yeah, you can go and do that if you want." I mean, yeah, even it was, though it was I had a day gone. late and a dollar short, but at least she said yes. No, uh, incorrect. Good guess, incorrect. <laughs> but uh, I sent you a screenshot of what the capper was. Oh, oh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and let the folks know? Mr. Hurwitz followed our uh, Twitter account. Yes, uh, we are undoubtedly on the good gentleman's radar. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, you know what? He saw the the post of me and the big three. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I posted uh, my individual pictures with them, including the group picture, and basically I said, it's an honor and pleasure to have met you, you know, you wonderful men. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you, blah, 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 blah. I probably wasn't making any sense. And he liked the picture and then followed me. Fanboying. That's what we are. We're not dorks, we're fanboys. Yes. And you were fanboying out. That's exactly, okay, we'll go with that. So, you know, uh, and earlier today, I shot him just a couple casual questions. Um, You know, nothing to like, I I don't want it to seem like I'm abusing the fact that he's now following me kind Mm -hmm. of deal. Uh, One, I was just asking about like, you know, who is it that usually breaks news and information and stuff? And he said like a publicist at Sony, but sometimes like the actresses, uh, publicists, you know, everyone's usually on the same page when it comes to breaking certain information. Next question. So I, yeah. Where can we get in touch with this publicist at Sony? 
that I did not ask. Uh, and it, it's it sounded like something that maybe it's out of our lane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to overstep. Um, so I'll just kind of leave it to to those folks that handle that stuff. But, uh, you know, because I, I mentioned, you know, how, how does that work? Because I'm always looking for things that are cited and sourced that I can tweet out as well. Yeah. I don't want to just say anything, you know. And so, but, you know, I'll just kind of leave it up to those people. And honestly, Tom, we have a lot of stuff on our plates anyway. True. Uh, with everything that we do. Yeah, but I, I completely it would be missed nice. uh, the the. Q and A session from Friday because I was uh, on northbound I seventy five speeding toward uh, northern Michigan, so I completely missed that one. Well, I missed it too because you know why? Well, you had a very good excuse. <laughs> yeah, I was on my way to the panel, and it was also happening during the panel, mm-hmm. and. I completely missed the very first tweet that said that there was going to be a Q and A because again I got my notifications on. Mm-hmm. But I started just like looking at my phone and I kept on getting like all these responses, you know, of him. I go, is he doing a Q&A? <laughs> and so because people know, you know, at least in our group, anytime I know he's going to do one, I post it in the group saying, hey, he's about to do mm-hmm. one. And so I completely missed it. I'm sitting like at the panel. I'm like, in, and my phone's blowing up. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, he has another Q&A. We'll probably wait for like the next one, you know, until we do another episode just so we can kind of uh, uh, stockpile the questions a little bit. But uh, I, that's all I could remember off the top of my head uh, for, for this weekend. But would you be interested in hearing the panel? Yes. Yes, I would indeed. All right. So I want to give a special uh, shout out to the uh, fine folks at Rose City Comic Con for allowing us to, to record the panel. Yes. Uh, not to mention just the access. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So this is the panel. Tremendous amount of credit. They are, in essence, 
you guys. They are the fans of the Karate Kid that wanted to make a show that was relevant for today, yet the comfort food and nostalgia of yesterday, and take what essentially was a film that was very black and white, good over evil, and add gray colors to add uh, essence of gray and moral ambiguity, as you mentioned. And they just, they hit it out of the park, and we were lucky enough to, to be smart enough to say yes. <laughs> yeah, it was the guys, the three creators of the show. I'll name them because this is going to be on YouTube and they're going to see this. Uh, but Josh Hill, John Horowitz, and Hayden Schlossberg are the creators of the show. And uh, they've been, yeah, we give them a big round of applause, man. to both Ralph and I and at different times with a solid pitch and they basically pitched exactly what you guys saw and it was just hard for me and I think Ralph too just to trust and to step into it and feel comfortable with these characters moving forward with this big time gap of 34 years in between but there was these guys are so talented and, and, and they really love the franchise they really love the, the characters and we just felt like it's in safe hands for them to to take this on to the next uh, generation and the uh, old generation tie it together. It's just a timing thing. It was the right pitch and also the right platform with YouTube Red, which is now YouTube Premium, uh, to be on a streaming service. Now that that's the thing now, it's a great way for this to live a long time and breathe and to get to know this world, these characters, and, and, uh, and all the, the things we're dealing with uh, for, a, for a while. Well, just to cap that off, I wanted to say you guys killed the evolution of your characters. It was spectacular. Very good job. Thank you. Thank you. And listen, it's thanks to you guys we get to do it again. So thank you. Thanks to you guys and a little help from Coors Banquet. <laughs> he steps off the airplane and goes, I saw a billboard for Coors Banquet. He's like, that's what my dad drank. And I was like, that's the thing. It's a thing here. Like, we have all kinds of beer options. I did not know that was one of them. Wait, I, did I? That was me that said that? No, it wasn't you. I'm sorry. It was someone else. I've got you mistaken. No, no, no. I saw a Coors Banquet uh, billboard coming in and that my dad drank Coors when I was like, I'm like doing a Coors commercial. Forget <laughs> it. And did you see a Budweiser dude? <laughs> Did you spray like paint? Rolling Rock, I'm gonna get them all in there. Did you spray paint anything on that billboard? <laughs> Did I spray paint anything on that billboard? I don't know, man. I can't remember everything I do when I'm drinking, man. <laughs> right, we have a question over here. Hey guys, thanks for being here. Uh, quick question. Uh, first, how often do people ask you to sweep the leg? And second, uh, you were in school age when the movie came out. What was that like coming back to school after the film? Is that for Marty? <laughs> I went to junior high after the movie was over. Well, we sweep the leg a lot. I mean, we basically just keep sweeping our legs. Just every day we sweep legs. Since, since we've been training together for this new season, we're just sweeping and we sweep. We sweep the rooms, we sweep everything, pick up a little extra money. You know. Sony isn't paying us very much, but um, I think it's directed to you, though, because you, you did go back you. to school. Not, oh, the sweet not, part. You were the only yeah, one at school. Yeah. yeah, I'm the only one. That, yeah, I mean, that's my alarm clock in the morning. Sweep the leg, time to get up. Rick Tone. You know, it gets me out of bed, makes me look around, looking for him. Uh, and I wasn't in school, I was out of school, but I was in college, so 
we filmed the Karate Kid, the tournament scene at the college at Cal State Northridge where I was going to school, and I got out of school to make the film. And I was studying to be a filmmaker, and I became in front of the camera more. So, yeah, so it was, it was I, I wasn't in high school or junior high. You, you actually, uh, for your writing, you were nominated for an Academy Award for most, right? Yes, I was. It's an honor just to be nominated. I know what it feels like. I'm one of the few people in the world that knows what it feels like to not have your name called. And it was actually a big relief that I didn't have to go up and remember everybody's name I was supposed to thank. That lasted for the first 10 minutes and then after you're like, great, I didn't win. <laughs> just a short film we shot in Prague. It was called Most, you can check it out. It's uploaded illegally everywhere on the internet. <laughs> this is why I was like, please no recording of the video. And then yeah. you were telling me too, you've got this really cool uh, film with uh, Quentin Tarantino. It's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, about, uh, I guess about a month ago, I just got a call from Quentin. Always wanted I want that life. Hey, Quentin, what's up? <laughs> and it, but it's something I've always wanted to do a Western because I'm really big on Westerns and been bugging him for years, you know, and Quentin's the kind of director you really enjoy working for because he knows every credit that any of us have ever done, ever, because he worked in a video store. So he remembers garbage I did in the Philippines that I never want to tell anybody that I did. <laughs> shoot 'em ups that I did with David Carradine, you know, killing coconuts, you know? <laughs> but the bottom line is that, um, you know, after me to come and do, play this character, you know, cameo, and it was so much fun, and he is the epitome of the director you love to work with. When you finish, you finish uh, shooting, he'll turn around to the crew and he'll say, I think I've got it, but I'd like to shoot one more, and why? And then he looks at the crew and the entire crew in unison says, because we love to make movies. <laughs> and he's the kind of guy you love to work for because, you know, he's just a precious person who knows everything about you and so happy that you're on his cast and his cast and crew. You know, it's just great. And he loved Karate Kid and he loved, loved you guys. I mean, he watched, he binged Cobra Kai because I asked him. <laughs> That's great. I, I said to him, hey, am I doing this movie after bugging you for three years to be in one of your movies? Or because I'm hot from Cobra Kai? And he looked at me, twinkled, and he said, a little bit of both. <laughs> You're like, here's where you watch the whole season. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go over here for a question. Uh, well, first, thank you for being here today. It's just awesome that you're all here. Um, my question for all three of you is, uh, what was it like to work with director um, John Avildsen? And then my question just for Ralph was, uh, what was it like to work with Francis Ford Coppola? Well, um, uh, it was like feeling very lucky, that's for sure. Um, um, you know, John, who, who passed away a little over a year ago, um, directed uh, The Karate Kid and, and the two sequels, and uh, also um, some great films like Save the Tiger and Lean on Me and the little one called Rocky. Um, <laughs> Tell me about that. Sounds interesting. Yeah, he was... Um, Indie film. There's a, there's a documentary out that we all participate in called uh, King of the Underdogs, and you can find it, I think, Amazon and uh, iTunes. Uh, it, it, it shows a little bit of, uh, gives a little bit of information on John and his life and the legacy of his films. But he was, you know, um, 
he was the conductor of, of what Karate Kid became, you know? Robert Mark came in, who's a fantastic writer, wrote a, a brilliant script, and, and John just took it to that level where now, 35 years later, we can still talk about it, like you can still talk about Rocky and other things. He was um, a very feisty and very opinionated little man with a big <laughs> voice, and uh, I'm glad we listened to him. Uh, Francis uh, Coppola was, you know, I mean, he's like uh, sitting with an opera singer and a chef and a, a composer and uh, one that likes to talk about himself a lot, but, <laughs> but um, also one that likes to create a theater kind of school and a theater community and The Outsiders was that for me. Um, it was really uh, a great uh, schooling process and um, you know to hear those both both those names and and that I'm associated with them is still uh, something I don't take uh, for granted or lightly sorry for uh, long that was perfect that is covered great. it all um, no really that was it the king of the underdogs check it out if you want to know about John Avildsen watch it it's a great tribute to him and it really shows where he came from in the advertising world and was an editor and he made commercials and his storytelling techniques he was just great. I mean, you know, I've done a lot of work in my career now, and uh, that was my first one, and I got so spoiled. Like, who knew that would have been, like, the best kind of experience, you know, with uh, just the way that we rehearsed and the way he cast and the time, and he made this thing come alive. It wasn't just, okay, here we go, point the cameras. Everything was shot on video. We, he had the whole thing shot before we ever filmed the movie with cameras and video and rehearsals. and. Just, it was a natural thing. Maybe it was just my first experience that way, but he was just, uh, it was amazing. It was really... Uh, you can find that, uh, to your point, if uh, you haven't seen it on YouTube, everything's on YouTube now, including uh, yeah. YouTube Premium. But you, could, um, you can uh, see the entire Karate Kid film on video that we rehearsed. Uh, all those scenes he, he uploaded onto YouTube. And uh, you really see the movie before we shot the movie. And it's kind of, in essence, just a not as polished version of, of the film that he was experimenting with. So it's really cool, um, you know, to, to have the access to that video. Yeah, check that out. I think the most exciting thing of working with John was that uh, uh, you never knew, I mean, as this character of Crease, you, you never knew when he had the camera on. So he, he would just pick up these wonderful moments from with a portrait lens from across the the tournament scene and all those effective moments where you're just looking and watching and looking in, in, in dismay or you're appreciating that your Cobra Kai won for the moment. All of that, to me, I don't barely remember even doing. And yet they're the most poignant moments because he was such a visionary. And pictures like Lean On Me don't get enough publicity and certainly Rocky does of course but but you know Karate Kid and Rocky and it was just we were privileged to work yeah. with such a giant with the cameras pointing like that's what I was trying to say is like he kind of created an atmosphere for this thing to come alive and you know he, he just it just existed not just okay point the cameras here go there so he created the environment the cast and the time so all of a sudden you're just existing in this story that he was seeing in his mind is that camera B? Uh, some of you filmmakers, uh, you know, it was like there was a camera B on you all the time, and you didn't know it. It was just a camera on you all the time, and he knew exactly when to turn the camera on, 
even though he might have been on another in another moment because of what you were doing. You know, he knew how to capture the reality in the most effective moments of your character. Because you know, John Kreese was kind of one-dimensional, very dark, and and yet he, he knew exactly where what to pinpoint. You know, throughout the movie, it was, it was a pleasure to see it. You know, thank you. Great question. Let's go over here. All right. Uh, first off, uh, Martin, I just want to say how wonderful and delightful your cameo on the Goldbergs was. Hug first, hug hard. Um, <laughs> contrasted with how Crease is in the movies and his entrance at the end of the first season, where we've seen where Daniel and Johnny are after all these years. Just can we get like a little taste of like where Crease is going? Are we going really dark? Are we gonna is he gonna be less than a one-dimensional character like you just said, or where are we going with Crease moving forward? Uh, I'll tell you what the writers told me, and it's just about a year ago. We were discussing this today. About a year ago they sat me down and they said, We're going to do this, and it was in September at a restaurant in Los Angeles. And, I, and they said, we're gonna have you come in the 10th episode. And of course I wanted more. And I said, can I come in in the sixth episode? And they said, no, you're gonna set up season <laughs> You're gonna set up season two. So I said, okay. And, um, and then that happened. And my next question was, in season two, are you gonna write him to be a hard ass? Or are you gonna write him with some vulnerability? Because it's a lot more interesting to play a little vulnerability. And they quietly said, all three of them slowly said, we're gonna make him a little bit good and a little bit bad. <laughs> That's all I can tell you, because I've read the two scripts coming up. And they have fulfilled their writing, their capabilities, they're brilliant writers, and we're so blessed to have those three writers behind us. And um, you guys are gonna love what's coming up. Um, what's your favorite thing about each of your characters that made you want to continue playing them in Cobra Kai so many years after the Karate Kid? Thank you. <laughs> it is called Cobra Kai. Yeah, it is called Cobra Kai. You know, I guess over the years there have been many ideas about something similar to this, but this one, the guys, what they pitched, when I left the meeting and basically they pitched the whole first season that you just saw and how they were going to approach Johnny and how, where he was at and um, something just came alive in me in the middle of the meeting and I felt like something woke up in me and it was just a light that went on. So it was just a feeling. It wasn't really like, oh, this, you know, I like this. I, it was just a feeling. It was like an old friend came back to visit me, you know, and um, and I was excited to explore that. That's my answer, Ralph. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I think one of one of the things about you know going back, putting the shoes on again, or or you know, uh, tap dancing to that song 34 years later, was um, the ability to take. The feistiness of Daniel LaRusso, and see see what that would be like as an adult. Where where would he jump to? What would that be? And so they had such a handle on what they wanted that to be. I didn't agree with all of it at the upfront, but I wanted to explore that. 
and I just oh, my main thing that I said that that uh, that sealed the deal is it was just important to me that the essence and spirit of Miyagi is woven into the fabric of this show. And as long as I knew that was going to be there, then I wanted to move forward to see where their version of Daniel LaRusso was. And, and so those elements, and, and, they, and they, they sort of delivered on that promise. And I was really proud of, of having the, you know, having the spirit of Pat Morita's Mr. Miyagi in this show moving forward was important. And, uh, and yet still having LaRusso be sort of the kid that just doesn't leave well enough alone, as Johnny Lawrence would say. And that makes for good conflict and drama and comedy. Cobra Kai out of just nostalgia, like, oh, I'll just check this out. And then I got sucked in because it is so much more complex than I thought it was gonna be. But one of my favorite parts is when you reference the illegal kick, because I just remember my brother being so upset. And he was like, team uh, Johnny. Like, he Johnny should have won, it was totally ridiculous. And so, I, <laughs> When we first watched it, I was like, you know, he should have won. And then you referenced it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Was that something you guys wanted in? Or was that something that the creators and writers wanted to make sure that they referenced? Since it has become kind of such a big thing on the internet about it. Well, first of all, it's a fact. <laughs> There's only one Karate Kid on this platform here. I just let him go. Oh no. It's not fair. Spirit it's their moment. No, no. I had mine for 35 years. <laughs> that was some shade. We're having fun. <laughs> I mean, that's been part of the, the conversation. I think it's fun, but there's a, you know, you could, if you, there was a lot of illegal things that happened in the Karate Kid tournament, besides the crane kick. It's just that one was the one that had Bill Conti's symbol at the end of it, and everybody jumped up and knocked him out, you know. Um, it, it, that, that was one note along the way of a long, there's a lot more to, uh, to, the, to the complexities of the characters in that kick, you know. Um, but it's true, it was so illegal. <laughs> uh, should, we should really have a do-over. The only reason John Kreese is back on the series is because they know, the writers, how illegal the kick was. And I just wanted to say too, thank you guys so much for coming out and stopping in Portland. Um, you guys were one of the reasons I was like, we have to go. So I just want to thank you again for thank coming you out. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you, Portland. I think if memory serves, Shane is from Seattle, making the trek down here. Let's go to a question over there. I, oddly enough, that last question plays into mine. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask about my true feelings about the Kobukai series starting, started from How I Met Your Mother. And I wanted to know your thoughts on the role reversals that you had in the show being Barney's favorite and least favorite. <laughs> 
Well, I think I think um, it's certainly t I, I, the guys the guys who created you know Cobra Kai had had this show in their minds for a very long time. It was just what platform can they tell this story um, the way they wanted. But the the concept, the Barney Stinson theory, which they teed up all along that show. On um, the, the true karate kid is William Zapka, not this nerdy olive skin kid from <laughs> Jersey. Uh, it's just, it's just obviously a couple of great comedy writers that wrote for How I Met Your Mother. You know, everyone says, "What? Well, Neil Patrick Harris was right." No, Neil Patrick Harris said the words. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it was, uh, um, but but I think it, you know, the fact that it's become pop culture. Um, and, and the groundswell over the past, whatever, 10, 15 or so years in the justice for Johnny, was it an illegal kick and all this stuff. And, and I try to sell the fact that, you know, LaRusso's leg was injured and the guy elbows it, but that's not illegal. That's fine. If you do it right, it is fine. It's just, it's no can, no can defend, I guess. But um, it is, the fact that we're having this conversation is awesome. You know what I mean? It's just great that it means something. You might say legendary? Legend, wait for it. Legendary. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to contribute it to... Uh, to Robert Kamen, because 35 years later, no mercy, sweep the leg, wax on, wax off, you know, mercy is for the weak. We're all saying this at a Comic-Con, and yet he wrote it back in probably 1982. It's like playing against Sam from Casablanca, you know? 70 years later, we're saying the same, you know, those lines, and they're iconic lines, and thank God for those writers, you know? What a great way to, speaking of the writing, you know, those iconic lines, to reintroduce people because in the new digital distribution era, when you talked about them wanting to figure out how to release something like this on a platform, everything's headed this direction. Things that may have had um, unsurmountable hurdles to see the light of day, you're able to reach people directly and they're able to respond directly. So I, I view YouTube Premium and a lot of the new digital distribution platforms is sort of being uh, like the Comic-Con of the content you want, right? You get to come and sit here and interact and watch the things that you would like to see. Let's go over here for a question. So first I want to say it's a great honor for me to even speak to you. Um, my uh, grandfather died last week. We watched Karate Kid together all the time. You've encouraged me to invest the time and energy to explore uh, karate and I made it up to a green belt and I was all we're gonna go Daniel all the way and seeing this new perception I'm like yes we're gonna no well what are we doing and so I guess my question for you Daniel in the original karate kid I forget her name, but you had a girlfriend from the family. Are we going to start tying in multiple diversities from the dark side over there and tying everything together and do team new generation? 
Well, I think that um, um, there's so many. One of the nice things about this show is, and, and thank you for sharing sharing that and the personal information as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for thank your you. loss, for sure. Um, I think. You know, what we haven't mentioned today is how good the kids are, uh, the younger generation yeah. in Cobra Kai, the actors. Um, they, and it was, it's really important. We spoke about that at the onset when the casting was going on because we had very little time to cast um, uh, the, those characters. And, you know, the light came down from above and we got some great actors in those roles. And it's not always easy to do that and it's really important for the longevity of the series to have the younger generation and the younger audience invested and it not just be about, you know, people talking about these characters from the 80s. Um, I think there's, I think you mentioned the word diversity and, and different ways to go um, in story. And I think the writers have always, even in season one, certainly have laid out the blueprint for that, for the openness uh, for all of those elements to be uh, true to to the relevance of what the world is now in in America, uh, as well as still pay homage to the respect of, of telling a story in right. a classic way. I don't know if that answered your question. It wasn't. It was, I didn't fully grasp fully what the question was, but I, I just I, I just was kind of curious if we're going to tie in more characters from the original show. Yeah, well, I think forward. that is certainly, uh, you know, all, 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 uh, all avenues are open. It's whatever ones work best for the narrative of the story, and then whatever other actors will come back and visit us. Yeah. Right. Well, they'll be there. <laughs> now that it's like, wow, this is amazing. Let's go over here for a question. Hello. Uh, I'd like to preface this with uh, the fact that I've been a karate student for about 25 years and uh, I appreciate in Cobra Kai that uh, Billy, your character, um, made, pe made the kids earn their white belt as opposed to Daniel LaRusso who got his white, got his black belt after three months because... <laughs> <laughs> It took, it took me 10 years to get to black belt, so. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, I know that you worked with Fumio Demura during the first Karate Kid, and I'm wondering if you consulted with him for the Cobra Kai series, and uh, how is your choreography working, or as your choreography, who does your choreography for the series? Yeah, sure. Um, Sensei Fumio Demura is one of the grandmasters of martial arts, if you haven't heard of him. He's actually uh, Pat Morita's double. He is also known as kind of the real Miyagi um, in, in the Karate Kid. So he had a lot of say, and he was, uh, Pat Morita looked to him a lot for guidance. And, uh, and I don't know if he had any of the choreography, but Pat Johnson, who trained us all for the for the uh, roles, and we were all white belts, real white belts. Day one, I came out of high school as a wrestler and uh, didn't know anything about karate. Um, so Pat Johnson, who is also the Chuck Norris's top student, ninth degree black belt, head of the uh, co-captain of the U.S. karate team, he and Chuck Norris, and, and so Pat trained us individually, and he did all the core. Pat, Pat played the referee in the movie, in the, uh, yeah, the, the original film. So Pat did all the choreography, he did all the training, and uh, since Demera was there, uh, and he did. The, he flipped me at the fence fight scene when I was given. I'm in the skeleton outfit, and he beat everybody up real nice, and uh, made some real contact. 
just the sweetest guy. These great guys, these, mar these masters, you know, if you ever get a chance to look them online uh, at the real karate legends, they're the sweetest, most gentle, humble guys you would ever meet. You would never imagine in a million years they could destroy you. <laughs> and and uh, this is such, a, such an honor. I'm working with a great uh, karate guy right now, Simon Rhee, actually, who played, uh, it was in Best of the Best, remember that? Wow. Um, yeah, he's great. And he's, um, which is all those guys. So it was an honor to be uh, trained by those guys and work with them. And uh, Sensei Devereaux, actually, Marty and I just had the privilege of uh, giving him his Lifetime Achievement Award at the Martial Arts Super Show in Las Vegas about a month ago. And he's doing well. Thank you. Over here. Um, first of all, thank you for coming out here. Um, my dad wants me to ask this question. <laughs> I love it. Where is your father? At home. Okay. Um, Calling it in. Who do you think would win in a street fight? Johnny or Mike Barnes? Who? <laughs> John, Johnny or Mike Barnes? John, Mike never Barnes. heard of Mike Barnes, but if you saw him, it would be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Is your dad Mike Barnes? That's yeah. not it. I don't John, know. Yeah, Mike Barnes was the bad guy in the Karate Kid 3. <laughs> the difference between Johnny and Mike Barnes is Mike Barnes was the villain. <laughs> that was well done. That's a good question, but I, I, how do you answer that? Thinking on your feet is how. That was well, well played. Let's go for a question over here. Alright, again, thank you for coming out and being here. Uh, you kind of alluded to, to it in an earlier question about, and again, talking about obviously Cobra Kai and uh, how, how I Met Your Mother and just any other allusion to Karate Kid that you've done in any other form. And so over the years, how many bad pitches have there been for revivals or remis basically before Cobra Kai? My favorite one, <laughs> it was a quick pitch, it was from a writer, uh, he will be, remain nameless, and he was, uh, you know, a, a successful professional film writer, and he, um, he pitched John Havelson and I, um, he said, what if Rocky Balboa <laughs> had a kid and got into an altercation with Daniel LaRusso and then so Rocky and Miyagi and LaRusso, he was trying to put the two movies together. It was just the stupidest thing I ever heard. And the best, the best part of it, there was just, we, 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 I think there was a, a studio guy, I think they, I'm trying to remember it, but I think there was someone from uh, a studio there, like someone who could maybe maybe push a button and say, hey, we can, and they, that guy was like, he was like, you know, nah, that wouldn't work, you know? Like for a second, he was seeing dollar signs. It was sort of like a lunch conversation, so that was, but um, I got a lot of the, hey, what if you have a kid and he gets in trouble and he's being beat up and you become the Miyagi to your own kid, and that, which was fine, but it was just, I said, okay, who's gonna write it? When John, Josh, and Hayden came to us, they had, you know, virtual was like the Sistine Chapel was painted and all the colors were in and where it was gonna go and what it was gonna look like. And that was the difference, 
all the complexities and the, the different pastels as opposed to just broad uh, strokes. So you're saying we'll never see Michael B. Jordan in Creed in Cobra Kai? <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> Thank you. And you'll never see Chuck Norris either. Let's go over here for a question. Uh, thank you guys very much for coming. Uh, you, the movie Karate Kid, really helped me um, go through the struggles of growing up when I was a kid, so I, I appreciate everyone's work. Um, my question is for the real Karate Kid. Um, <laughs> so much shade. <laughs> um, can you maybe speak into how uh, different or weird it is trying to play yourself on How I Met Your Mother? Oh, on How I Met Your Mother, yeah. Well, that's a con, yeah. Uh, first of all, when they called us up to do that, it, it was great because they asked if I wanted to be on the episode, and I said, sure, and they sent me a script, and I read the script, and I'm, uh, there's a clown in there, but there's not me until the end, and I take the nose off, and I was the clown the whole time. So it was a fun way to come into it. Um, it was surreal to play myself. After that, then they extended it and gave me a nice little story arc, grafted me into the characters, and uh, uh, they were just so great. I mean, to be on a show like that, with amazing director, and incredible writers, and that caliber of actor, and, across the board to sit there and see, you know, uh, Barney Stinson and Ted Mosby as the names in front of scripts. So you see all the names, Ted Mosby, Barney Stinson, Billy Zapka as himself. It's just a weird world. <laughs> Put yourself in that situation. It's weird, you know. I mean, every day I was pinching myself and I would tell him, I'm like, Kobe Smothers, I'm like, I just, she's like, you must be so excited. This keeps, you just keep coming back. We just love you. I'm like, I just pinch it myself waiting to wake up, you know. But as far as playing myself, it was obviously not really. It's a version of yourself, you know. It's a creative writer's take on a, in a comedy setting. Um, and I'm, I love comedy, so it was a real release for me to get to play something that was, you know, in those colors and that spectrum of my, of my uh, craft. So it was a treat and um, amazing fun. And, uh, and I, you know, at the very last episode of the show, I was, I, it was the last one before they got married, and we did this big camera thing, and I'm holding, Neil and I are kind of walking away arm in arm, and in between one of the takes, um, he looked at me and he said, would it be neat if this spinned into a TV show for you? And I said, I thought from your mouth to God's ears, you know, like, that's just so sweet of you to say, you know, but I would never imagine that. But it was almost prophetic in a way, you know, and here we are. So thank you, Neil. Hi, yeah. So uh, 10, 12 years ago, there was a song that came out uh, called Sweep the Leg by No More Kings. And I believe all three of you were in the uh, music video for it. If anybody hasn't seen it, it's this beautiful, perfect corner of the internet. You'll find it. But it was so far removed from any other Karate Kid, at least a decade. And I was wondering just kind of how the heck that came about. I'll take oh, this. Take it, Ralph. Take it. You take it from your point of view. Do it from your point of view when I called you up. Do it that way. No, it's a good way. It's a good angle. Never done it good this angle. Way. This is good. This is good. And I can come from this perspective. So I get a call from uh, Billy Zapka. Haven't heard from him in a while. He's like, hey, Ralph, what's up? I'm doing this music video, and it's really cool. I wasn't going to do it. They asked me to do it. I said no, but okay, I'll do it if I can direct it. And it, this is what it is. And I, I, it, it's sort of like retrospect going back to where the Cobra Kai's are, and we're going to shoot it in this way. But I got I got the, the, the okay from Columbia Pictures to use this. I got that. I got this. And I want you to do a piece, like a cameo in it or something, where you're waxing a car or you're flying through the air or something. I forget exactly what it was. And I was like... All right, cool, buddy. Cool. Sounds good. 
Sounds good. Why don't you go make that and then let me know how it comes out. Or, but I, I, I'm a very protective of it. I did all my tap dancing because I just didn't know what it was. Um, in essence, during this time, weeks or months or whatever goes by, and uh, Billy wound up directing this video and, and of this, this song, and he found an angle and a, and a visual way of doing it. He sent me a rough cut, and it was awesome. I was like, shit, I gotta get in this thing. <laughs> so um, he pitched an idea, and we discussed this little tag at the end of it. Martin was already in it, and this sort of Tex Cobb, uh, uh, what the hell is that film? That great, uh, Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. I love that movie, Nick Cage and Holly Hunter. Um, Coen Brothers, early Coen Brothers film, and had paid homage to that. And then uh, we came up with this, you know, Billy and his uh, partner uh, um, that he co-directed it with, came up with a, a way to put me at the end of it, and that's sort of a wink to our relationship as actors or as iconic characters in, in movies, and I, I got to be a, a small part uh, of a, a very cool music video, so check it out. How was that, man? That was brilliant, man. I don't, I think if we you speak it more, you're gonna see a sequel that. called Wax On Off. Wax On F Off. Anybody see that? <laughs> yeah, the sequel, not to be outdone, oh, it's great. That's a funny one, too. Uh, that's on Funny or it, Die or YouTube. I think, Wax well, on. I don't know for you, but for me, it was like, I, I, at that point, Karate Kid just wouldn't go away over all these years, you know? Not that you want it to go away, but it's like, it's like, it's just this visitor that never left, and, you know, and uh, people keep coming at you with stuff, and you, it was the first time that I leaned back into it, you know, and I said, okay, I'll play this gear, I'll have fun with it, I played it myself, and just rolled the dice with it, and just kind of dove head in first, and the response to it was so incredible to see how there's Cobra Kai volleyball teams and knitting clubs and like all of a sudden the Cobra Kai, like the rise of the Cobra Kai showed up. I'm like, it's incredible, the feedback. And it was kind of, it was a comedy, so, um, but it was a lot of fun. I remember calling Ralph and he's like, yeah, I can't make it. This, I love hearing his version of it. I just wanted to see. <laughs> so, so he's like, yeah, yeah, unfortunately I got family in that day, but you go, how are you gonna shoot this in two days? It's a five days, it's clearly a five days shoot. You know, it was really hard. We did it in two days of wires and crazy stuff. And uh, anyway, so I sent up the rough cut, true. And then he came in, and, and Marty was my favorite. And I had seen Marty for a long time. I take him out to coffee, and he, he doesn't know what it's about. I sent him the script, but he doesn't read scripts. He needs to understand it. <laughs> so he wants to sit down and have coffee with me. Yeah, I don't understand this. What does this mean? So I tried to explain him the whole thing, and he still didn't get it. And I go, all right, come to your car. So we go out to his Audi, and he's got a convertible Audi, right? And I just pop in the song, and he sits there, and he, lights up a cigar, the cigar, there's all that's like, it's, it's sweep the leg, and he starts hearing his own words, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I like it, I like it. <laughs> he's like, I'm in, I'm in. Just like the fact that it was the words that he said. <laughs> and then the rest was fun, and we just well, he, I was doing a vampire movie in Ohio, and he says, come on, you gotta come down, you gotta come down. And, it, and we fly into wherever, we flew into LAX, and the shot of us, this Tex Cobb shot, it goes, he has to have the sun, it's a dusk shot, and he has to have me shooting from a, from a motorcycle with a double, in the desert, with the sun coming down, with a double bower shotgun that I pull from here and shoot the cobras coming up in front of me while I'm on the bike. And he said, you know, you can only, at dusk, you can only get one shot. And he, it was so classy where I knew the shot was gonna work. He flies me in from Ohio to LAX, has a private plane. Only because the sun was going down. No, you just got there late. There was too much traffic. 
You're like, I'm not going to make it in time. That's well, the next thing. I said, yeah, and then you spent a private plane. Yes. So boys, 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 boys. <laughs> you know how we do that when we send private planes for our friends. <laughs> but it was a guess. Really we got the them. shot. And, and let me tell you, the bottom line is, it's a brilliant video, and you're absolutely right. You know, he's, he's so funny in it. He wrote, he directed it. And then we get an opening, the John Avelson coming there, you know, and with his camera on his shoulder, and it's a big screen. It's like a Paramount screening room, you know? But big, like as big as this room. And all for a little four-minute video, which was absolutely sensational. I loved seeing the, the moments of recognition in your face as you go through. You in particular were like, that's, that's not my version. But I, <laughs> we have reached that point in the evening where we are getting ready to kick off the film. Before I let you go, this is something I do. I'd love to get a selfie of the four of us. Can we stand up and get in here? Guys, you would do it if you were me, I promise. Right. Yes! There we go. So what do you think? I, I, I wish I could have been there, sir. Yeah. I, uh, one of my favorite questions was when somebody asked uh, about like sweeping the leg and there's like a, a bit of like hesitance there. And then like Martin Cove just goes, yeah, we, we sweep the leg all the time. We, we, we wake up and sweep <laughs> the leg and, you know, we find corners to sweep and, you know, I'm butchering what he says, but it was so funny. Turning into and a ringtone how, or an alarm. Yes. Well, it just kept on going. That it just got funnier and funnier. He just kept on going. So it was it was a lot of fun. Did Did you catch the one where the gentleman kept on calling Ralph Daniel? Yes, I did. Um, there were some audibles from like other people in the audience that were just. I felt like they were kind of like in their minds, face palming themselves. Like his name is Ralph. Well, you know what? It's easy to get nervous and clam up in those situations because yeah. you're having a a small short conversation with a guy whose work you've admired for a long time, particularly a role that uh means a lot to you. It's easy to do. So cut the guy some slack, folks. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, it was <laughs> Now did you okay? So you remember the part where somebody's like, "Hey, my question's for the real Karate Kid," mm. and there was like a like really long pause. Yeah. So obviously you can see it, but they were both pointing at one another, like me, him, me, him. You know, like one of those. You know, like the um, not at the Roxbury, like gotcha. that, right? Me, him, what, who? They were kind of doing that, you know. So there's a little bit of shade, and I don't think it was ever answered, but I think in the context of the question. Billy took, you know, the answer or the the question because I think it was for him anyway. So um, there was a lot of like the back and forth. I loved it. I, I love when they were talking about the music video as well. And then Mr. Zafka was like, hey, yeah, Ralph, well, why don't you tell the story? You know, let's, let's hear your version because they both kind of remembered it differently. Now, the other thing that I uh, took away was just how funny all of these guys are, but especially Martin Cove. Just because yes. everything I've ever seen him in has at least a little bit of intensity. You wouldn't necessarily know from watching his work that he's as funny as he is. So it, it's they really cool were. to see him in that environment. 
Yeah, they had all great comedic timing, and they work off of each other so so well. You can tell that they've been doing this a very long time. Yeah, you can tell that there is. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna fool myself and say that they're best buds and they share Thanksgivings and holidays together, but you can tell that there is a a, a relationship there beyond just coworkers. Right. I mean, and at one point, Ralph saw like, oh yeah, I get a call from uh, Billy, and it's like, oh hey Billy, it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know what do you want you know and uh but the, the other thing i liked about um you know, martin cove was that he was dropping in some of the nuggets like some of the stories he was telling i was kind of like hey, hey, hey. he shared that on our show <laughs> i was thinking the <laughs> same thing yep yeah yep so um yeah it was pretty cool and after that you know after they left uh mr zapka he kind of does like this uh karate move and uh, does like a basically like a like a battle cry. I, I guess is what I would call it. And he st- stood there with the stance with sunglasses on. He he put on his sunglasses as he was getting up. You know when they were done. Does that and oh, it was cool, man. He was like a rock star. Yeah, that's exactly what I described the uh, the environment like at his panel in uh, Motor City. That's right. He, I remember he had absolute control over that room. And you can mm-hmm. tell that he was just having so much damn fun and, you know, hanging out with the fans. Yeah, they they all had mm-hmm. so much fun. Uh, the moderator was extremely nice. She got a selfie with them. And then Mr. Zapka did one as well. And I was too far away to get in the picture. <laughs> so I kind of been like, um, you know, checking his uh, accounts just to see if he's posted it to see if, you know, maybe I did make it somehow. But I doubt it. But I mean, I, I've been to a lot of conventions. I've been to a lot of panels. I've been in lines for a lot of different people, and you can tell when the people who are there are clearly not having a good time. They're there because, let's face it, they can make plenty of money. It's easy work for a weekend. And then you walk away, and you can't help but be a little bit disappointed. And I was trying to tell myself, well, maybe they're having an off day. You know, maybe they just found out that their dog has uh, a an infected hangnail or something like that. And they're having to deal with that. But when you see people like the big three or any number of other people that have enthusiasm, you know what? You can't help but like them that much more. And so it's always cool to see that these guys are enjoying themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was such an experience, Tom. Um, I wish I could have, you know, documented it in video form somehow, but you know, I know that's not allowed, and I didn't have anybody else with me. But well, you know you what? Know, maybe next year, sir. Maybe we'll we'll see if they uh, return again. Um, but yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. Again, you know, if they ever check out this particular episode, I, I just want to thank them again uh, yes, for yes, you know thank giving you. me the time to speak to them and talk about the show a little bit. So right on, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's going to uh, wrap it up. But before we do, we have a couple of things that uh, I want to get out of the way because I feel these uh, deserve some recognition here. Tom, do you want to hear our reviews? Heck yeah, I do. All right. So these are reviews off of uh, Apple Podcasts. So if you guys subscribe to our show that way, uh, please consider taking a couple minutes to leave us a rating and review. That would really help out the show. Yes, way more than you would realize. Uh, because right now, you know, Cobra Kai is one of the hot shows on television. And a lot of other podcasts are springing up. If you want to help us, you know, get more listeners get more attention 
All you gotta do is take the 30 seconds it takes to sign on to Apple uh, Podcast, give us that five-star rating, and it's gonna push us toward that front of that line. Yeah, and also, um, when I do it, and I don't know if it's because I do have it subscribed on, on my phone, when I type in Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai Companion does populate as a result on like the second result. Mm-hmm. You know, so it does populate for me. I don't know if it does for anybody else. So that's kind of cool. Oh, um, it, it, it absolutely does. But let's try to get to number one. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, when so when you type in Cobra Kai and hit search, uh, our show does show up. And I think we're at least in the top 15 um, results for Cobra Kai when you type that in. Uh, in terms of episodes, I did see that our Q&A, you know, news number two, that does show up kind of towards the bottom, and I don't, I didn't count how many episodes are shown there, but we do populate at least one time for episode results, so that's pretty cool. So again, the the more ratings and reviews we get, the the more you know episodes will show up, and the higher our uh, actual podcast will will rank as well. So the first one comes from Mike Mac twelve ten. The title says "Phenomenal Show with Five Stars." As the biggest Karate Kid fan on the planet, this show gets my full blessing and it's the best you will find on the show. In-depth, insightful reviews on each episode, along with amazing cast and crew interviews. The one-stop shop for all Cobra Kai. Keep up the phenomenal work. Hashtag sweep the leg. And uh, thanks, Mike Mack. That's actually the host of Sweep the Leg podcast. That's why he's saying that he's given us uh, the full blessing because he has had Mr. Zapka on the show for his 100th episode. So there you go. And again, kind of like what Mr. Zepka told me, he likes to help the underdogs. And, you know, Mike Mack, he helped me get my start. It kind of goes full circle. Yeah, definitely check out his uh, podcast, folks. Yeah. So the other review is from Keith one uh, This is also five stars. The, the, head, the headline, the heading is cut off a little bit, but it says, Peter and Tom sweep the leg of my... And then it's M dot dot dot. So I... <laughs> I wish I knew what this mother. says. So, sweep the leg of his mother? Th- that could be, but uh, it says sweep the leg, and then of my are capitalized, and then the first letter M is capitalized too. So I, I really wish I knew what that said. Um, but they say, been really enjoying the Cobra Kai coverage that these gentlemen have given us via TV Ate My Brain in lieu of a Blu-ray box set. This has really helped to satisfy my need for special features as they've diligently sought out cast interviews, reported on Q&A Twitter events, and even done by the episode breakdown reviews of the show. While I wait for more Cobra Kai, I'm excited to see Cobra Kai Companion with its own dedicated podcast feed. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Well... You know, thank you, thank you know for the the kind words. I'm always amazed whenever I find out that anybody is listening to a podcast that I'm associated with in even a, a loose way. So to hear positive feedback completely stuns me. So yeah. thank you for the kind words, people. They are, are very encouraging. They're definitely. Um... Yeah, encouraging is a great word. It you know it's gonna help us keep going. And clearly, they check out. You know, it almost sounds like everything that we produce, right? For for someone to kind of point out the Q and A episode, the interviews, and the breakdowns, clearly they're eating up what we're putting out. And that's not. I mean, there's no higher uh, support or thank you than that. No, no. Uh, and if ever we feel like this is silly, you guys kind of 
slap us on the face with kindness and say, no, no, we're we're not doing a bad job. But point is, yeah, the, the reviews are going to help us, and it's really nice to see support in the form of words, and not just a star rating, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. that way, again, we can see what people want more of or want less of. That's the way to to help us shape the show. Yeah. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody again for taking time to listen to this extremely long episode, but I know you guys got time to wait for season two. <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> hopefully you guys are checking it out. And thank you and a little, a little hello to the brand new listeners that uh, may have found us uh, as well. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, first and foremost, please subscribe um, to the show via Podbean. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Radio for Android users and also Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are still waiting to hear back from Google Play, but that has been submitted there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at CobraKaiPod and Instagram at CobraKaiPodcast. And um, for me, I also host a movie podcast. If you want to check that out, it's called Podstalgic, and you can find that anywhere as well. What about you, Tom? As far as myself, uh, I am on a little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Uh, the best description I've ever heard of it is imagine you're sitting at a bar and you see two friends on the opposite side of that bar. They're getting uh, maybe a few drinks in them that they shouldn't be, but they're also having fun talking about movies, television shows, superheroes, comic books, video games, and anything else that you can geek out to. And that's basically our show in a nutshell. Uh, now, Peter, you did forget one big thing, though. The group page. Yes. Yeah. How could I forget? You know what? Again, Tom, you, you need to pull me off of the ceiling. You know you know that scene <laughs> of Mary, um, Mary Poppins where they're high on the ceiling? Uh, no, but I'll take your word for that. You Have you not seen Mary Poppins? Not since I was like nine. We're going to have to talk about this offline. <laughs> but there's a scene where they're all floating on the roof, and that's kind of how I'm feeling right now after this weekend. You're going to have to pull me down. So I apologize with my head not being the right uh, <laughs> you know, state of mind right now. But yes, the amazing group page that is uh, always continuing to grow. We've gotten people from all all over the world. I, I, I interacted with a woman today that's from Italy, you know, um, and again, we had one from Spain, but yeah, we're all over the place. We have, uh, you know, six Cobra Kai moms in there. We got two actresses from the show, crew members, background people, um, sharing all types of stuff. A, a very, you know, it's a group of wonderful people, very friendly. Come check us out. T- um, the the group page is www. Cobra Kai period TV AMB group, and you spell out the words period. Yes, because let's face it, we're too dumb to realize that you can, it can just be a dot. Right. Well, I mean, hey, it's right <laughs> out of the show, and I think people pick up on it. And it's funny because one of our episodes, I kind of said that I, I think I was being a little overly clever with it, but people are finding us, so it's working. Yeah, yeah. All right, so is there anything else that you wanted to touch base on this week, sir? That's it. We got two episodes or two interviews, rather, that have already been recorded that still need to be edited. You know, I'm, I'm going to do that as soon as I can. Those will be going up on TV on my brain, and those will be the last of the interviews that will be recorded um, pre Cobra Kai Companion. So the reason I'm saying all of this is because you guys may have noticed on the the news number two episode that there was a new intro. So I kind of infused a, the new and the old. So hopefully you guys like that. So if you guys still hear the old intro, 
that that's because the episode was uh, recorded before Cobra Kai Companion. So anything post Cobra Kai Companion will have the new intro and outro. Cool. Yep. So <laughs> thanks, Tom. Thanks, <laughs> I, I'm glad you think it's cool because it is on the show. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.